whatever is possible becomes inevitable once you choose to believe it. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to scale their business by mastering their time, money, and drama. I'm your host, Jessica McKinley, founder of What's Happening Coaching, a life coaching program that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. You guys, this episode is going to be so awesome. You know why? Because I wrote it between 1am and 3am in the middle of the night when the baby was up. She like kicked me awake and was like, you are inspired and it's time. (laughs) And so I wrote two full podcast episodes for you guys in the middle of the night on the note section of my phone. And Mark woke up and he was like, is everything okay? Like what's going on with the baby? And I was like, I don't know. It's just my other baby, my, my idea baby. I think of my ideas and my podcast and my business as like my other children that I have to like nurture them and grow them and get them on to live independently outside of my brain. And I really hope all of you guys think about your ideas in that same way, in this equal importance to raising a child. It's like, how much time are you spending valuing this human being being like, my job is to help you become independent so that you go out there and contribute to the world in a beautiful way so that you are not dependent on me forever so that you can go out and make the world's better place. So fun. And your ideas can do the same thing. So this podcast episode is going to be really good. Before we do that, I wanted to give you a little update on what's been going on over here. So as you know, I recently got married and also am about seven weeks out from having a baby and all the things are just going on. First of all, it just feels not like what I thought it was going to feel like. It feels so different from the last time I had a kid because and the last time I got married, to be honest, but because I had no support system, no people out there that were showing me what was possible in terms of being a woman and having strong desires to make lots of money and have lots of impact and help so many clients and also want to have time with my kids and want to spend time with my family and still do all the fun social things that I want to do. I want all of that. I want that for you guys too. And this time around, I'm starting to just claim it. It's so fun. And happening sessions is going to continue to run without me, which is the most fun thing I could even imagine. Like we have hired eight of the best life coaches in the world. No joke. We, I found them they're, they're tuning in some of them from England, some of them from India, like just the coolest, coolest thing. And I'm so excited for everybody to have access to the brand. I just feel like it actually has made the, the value of happening sessions just go up so much. And I'm so excited for everyone. And all of that to say that I'm so grateful to my coach, Stacy, for even just saying like, what's your plan for maternity leave? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to take off and I'm just going to make enough money and hustle enough money and save enough money so that I can just have it 
and spend it and like lower my expenses during that time. And she was like, why would you do that? (laughs) And I was like, what? I thought that was the answer, right? What? I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me that my business could run without me. And today we're going to be talking about the future and about using your future self to, to think about your growth and to inform the decisions you're making in your growth. And this was such a prime example of what we're going to be talking about today. We're talking about is why some people grow fast and some people grow incrementally. And really the, the reason for that I find is because people are making their gap to goal mean something. So we talked a couple of weeks ago about the numbers that you need to be tracking monthly. And one of those was your gap to goal. So obviously, if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen to it. I'll link it in the show notes. But the real meaning of your gap to goal means you've set a very clear, measurable goal and you have current results that are showing you how much more you need to do in order to reach that goal, right? makes a lot of sense. So for me, my goal for the year was uh, 250K this year. And I wanted to do that. And I didn't really have a, it didn't matter to me what months I made it, but it didn't even occur to me. Like I was making my gap to goal mean that I was going to have to work harder or sneakily take on more one-on-one clients behind the scenes, even though I don't really do that anymore in order to accommodate for what I was going to have to take off during those eight weeks. And anyone who's pregnant or planning on having kids or in the middle of your child's rearing conversation, or you're just thinking about it in the future, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about the fact that how much you make and whether or not you're having children should be not a one or the other conversation. And I think that that's what we're taught. And that's what we see outside in society. We just see like, oh, the, in order to avoid that, you need to work for a company that has crazy good benefits. There are a lot of people that will not leave a job because they just say the benefits are so good. And I'm like, it's always seemed so backwards to me, but now it really seems backwards because I'm like, you just create those benefits for yourself. Before I didn't have the evidence of that with my son, because I didn't create it for myself. I knew that there was something wrong with the system, but I didn't know how to fix it. And now I'm just like, oh, I wasn't asking myself any high quality questions there. I wasn't like, I, I was seeing the gap to my goal and I was making it mean that I needed to hustle, which is a policy of mine that I don't hustle. But I was like, oh, what do I do? Do I just like lower my goal? My goals are very public. I don't really want to lower my goal. So it's not a big deal. I started to do a lot of justifying. It's not a big deal if I take on another extra one-on-one client. It's not a big deal if this, that, or the other thing, right? If I just am hustling for two months, right? One in the beginning, one after I get back from maternity leave. Like it's not that big. It won't really be hustle. I've got great self-care routines, right? No, it was not what I wanted to do. And I knew it if I was really being honest. So I want to talk to you about this idea in 
a couple of different examples. And one is going to be really out of left field, but it's going to be like in terms of relationships, right? So this is an indicator of whether you are spending your time thinking, building your future from your future or from your present feelings and from your past history. When I was getting divorced and we were in the thick of the pain, I told my ex-husband that I wanted to be friends. I was like, we're going to be friends. It's going to be great. And he was like, I don't think I want that. And my thought was, of course you do. First of all, who doesn't want to be friends with me? (laughs) Second of all, friendship is amazing, right? It's a beautiful relationship to have. It would also be amazing for Cal's parents, my son, Calvin's parents to be friends. Like, why wouldn't you want all of those things in your future? But it's because he was basing what he was, what was possible for his future on how he felt in that moment. And we were in pain and he couldn't imagine a future where he thought of me and wasn't in pain. And I just lived in that future. The possibility of that future is actually part of what allowed me to even go towards and have the bravery to actually get the divorce, to do the painful things that I knew were going to create some more pain for me in the short term, right? Because I was able to not disconnect in a bad way, but to really redirect almost and refocus my brain on the future that I knew was possible for us of being friends. So because I was living in a future in which inevitably the pain got us to a beautiful place, I was able to just say like, of course, like, of course we can do this. And he would incrementally get there. Like after a couple of months, he would be like, okay, you know, we could maybe do some holidays shared, or, you know, maybe we can text or now we go to soccer games together. You know, they were invited to the barbecue after my wedding, like he's getting married in the future. We we're talking about all of these things that he didn't see as possible until a couple of months before. Now I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but I want you to see how we can apply the same philosophy of growth. If you do desire this growth faster. And I really did. And I also think it makes the present moments. It helps you take the action that you really do want to take and not take action in reaction to the feelings, the negative emotions that you're having. Cause I was in pain too. Remember, But the reason I was able to take the actions towards the future I wanted was because I was consciously spending time living in the future in which we were friends and which Cal was just surrounded by love and it wasn't awkward and it wasn't painful. It wasn't uncomfortable. Right. And I, I held space and I was in the pain and I was processed all of that in the present, but I was taking action towards and holding the belief for the future, right? Now we get to do that with money. You get to look at the math of your goals. Some of you in happening sessions for the very first time, and you get to say, I want to make a hundred K for example. And then you get to see the reality that what you're charging now won't add up to that. 
And I experienced that in my own business as well. I remember, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I was charging about $2,500 for six months of coaching. And now I charge four times that, right? But in order to get to a place where I knew I could help the amount of clients that I had and not sacrifice all of my time, like it just, the math didn't add up. And when you see that, you have some options. <laughs> Your brain gets to decide what you want to make that gap mean about you. And your brain is also going to pile on all the other reasons why this gap is too big for you to overcome. The fact that historically clients haven't flowed in at a rate that you would, that would create the goal that you want, that maybe people aren't converting at a hundred percent at your current price. So why would you be able to convert at a higher price, right? You get to decide that none of it is a problem. I had all those thoughts too. Right. And I just got to redirect my brain to ask it a higher quality question, which in this case was, yeah, but if my, my future self made a hundred K, so how did she do it? It's like, none of this is relevant to me anymore. I'm just in the, I get to be in the process of experimenting and failing and figuring out, well, that wasn't the way. Nope. Well, that wasn't the way. Well, that kind of worked. Oh, maybe it's, Maybe it's this plus that, right? And then when something doesn't work out, I don't mean it, make it mean that I'm never going to hit the goal. It's just, I'm in this space where the, there's a gap and then the gap's going to get smaller and smaller until there's no gap. And then I set a new goal. That's just how it works, right? So the, one of the best ways for you to not make your gap to goal mean anything is for you to live in the future in which your goal is done. We've talked about done energy before on the podcast. So this comes from that same type of belief, but here I want you to get deeper in terms of your goals. And I want you to allow yourself the space to look at the math and then not make the math mean anything about you. Same thing with sales, right? It's like your sales record is not attached to your value as a coach or your worthiness. It's just evidence of how well you're selling. Just usually I say like, oh, well, I obviously didn't say the thing that I needed to say to them yet. What haven't I said to them yet? It's just like a more productive way to approach the question, to approach the situation and to reduce that gap to goal, right? Because ultimately if you live there, if you spend the time there where you're like, I don't know. See in the past, it hasn't worked out. I'm not that good at this. This is not going to add up. Why did I even invest this money in happening? You could go down that rabbit hole. Just not useful to you. Don't recommend it. 10 out of 10 do not recommend or what a zero out of 10 recommend. Okay. Now, what do you get to say when you see the gap to goal and you see that it's big, you just get to go. Oh, <laughs> I love that. It's my favorite thought. Oh, the equation that creates my future is different from the one that I'm using now. Then you get to ask more specific questions and answer them. What's different? What do I think is different? What am I thinking about differently? What do I have to think differently? Like the example I gave you in my maternity leave, I had to believe 
that it was possible for me to make money on my maternity leave. You know what else I had to believe? That people weren't just buying coaching because of me, because I'm some special unicorn. It's like, no, they want results. They want more time and the more money. And I got to believe my future self, the future self that I had to believe in that now I am, I just am her. But at the time when I was making the decision, I wasn't her yet. I got to believe, oh, my future self trusts herself enough and people trust her enough that if she's enrolling me in a program and she has someone else showing up to coach, that she is hiring people that are at her level or better. That the that the process of mind management is going to get the results. Like, am I an idiot? Am I going to put a money back guarantee on my program and then hook you up with another coach that I don't think is going to help you get the same results? Like, I would never do that, right? So, of course, I had to get to that place. But at the time, my brain was freaking out. My brain was like, no, people only want me. It would be so it would be so shady for me to like come on a consult with someone and be like, yeah, I definitely, I can't wait to work with you. And then be like, bye, which is like so hilarious because actually I just talked to the people on the consult and was like, and how awesome the last eight weeks, you're going to have eight different coaches. Cause I'm going to be on maternity leave. I got to lean into this place where I was like, you know what else now that I'm doing this, you can see that it's possible for you too. How could you go on maternity leave and make tons of money? in your own business. How fun. I got to pay forward and offer them that possibility in their business. Right. But if I lived in that place where I was like believing what, what had worked for me so far, it wouldn't allow me to level up to that next level of my business. So the high quality question there is what do I have to think differently in order to create that results? What do I have to believe that I don't yet believe? How do I feel differently to create that hundred K? I just feel like it's done. It's inevitable. I just feel like hundred K is a reflection of the value that I'm giving people, right? How is the math different, right? And what do I have to do differently that isn't adding up in terms of expenses, in terms of investments, but most importantly, in terms of my pricing and in terms of how many sales I'm making. How's the math different? Then you get to claim that future. You get to decide it's for you. I want you to hear me really deeply when I say this. Whatever is possible becomes inevitable once you choose to believe it. And that is what this episode is all about. You just have to make room for something to be possible first. And then once it's possible, you just get to believe it. In the future, it's possible for me to go on maternity. In the future, it's possible for me to be making a million dollars and for me to be coaching maybe one hour a week in my business and for people to be getting results even faster. That just sounds so fun to me. And then you get to believe it harder and harder and harder. And then it just becomes inevitable. Last week in happening sessions, I asked everyone how much time they're currently spending living in their future versus their past and their present. And they were all like, uh, (laughs) it's actually pretty funny because they were like, what, I mean, we're just getting a 
handle on scheduling and budgeting. And all of that is about our present and our past, right? Like what's happening? Where are we doing it wrong? And I was like, listen, there's times to zoom in and times to zoom out. It's just another high quality question for you. Not just planning for your future or dreaming about it, both great and important, but living there. So we're going to talk about the difference. Now, of course, I know the answer when I was asking them this, I can see it in the results. When people shift from planning their future to living there, they shift from incremental growth to big leaps in growth. The same way I did in my own business when I realized, oh, I could just make money on maternity leave. It was like, I, I'm just going to live there. I spent so much time writing out all the thoughts that I had, that I had to believe in order to take the action, to create that result. It's like, oh, if I have already created this result, what did she believe? What did future Jess believe? Why, what was she feeling? What was she thinking? What was the math of that? And it was, it was a safe space for me to do the math. And no, my brain wasn't on the defense because it wasn't about me, right? It's about future me. It's fine. Safe space. So like I said, all of a sudden people start to have massive, big leaps in growth. They shorten the gap in time between their future goal and their present. It literally starts coming to them instead of you feeling like you're always building towards it. So one thing that you have to do in order to live in your future is suspend your disbelief. You have to suspend your disbelief in what you can currently see in order to make room for what needs to be to reach your goal. So what I mean by that is right when you start to do this work and you start to set those goals and you start to see your gap to goal, your brain just piles on. It's like, oop, I see an opportunity to make her feel uncomfortable enough that she might quit this and we'll be safe. So it's like, oh, you set this goal. Here are all of the reasons that you're not going to be able to hit it. Here are all of the obstacles that we have and that we're going to have, and that we could potentially have, like we could, you know, I don't know, get COVID and just like be down for the count. It's like your brain just starts coming up with all of these crazy things to block you from taking any action. We have a process for that in the goal setting in happening sessions, and it's called an obstacle list. We're not going to go into that here, but just so you know, it is required for you to suspend your disbelief in what you can currently see in order to make room for this future. You have to let go of the past to make room for your future your brain's not going to like it. Your brain loves the facts. Your brain loves the evidence from the past. That's where they live, but they're irrelevant to you now. I have a hapster that she's going to be laughing. If you're listening to this podcast, she knows who she is. She's like, you always call me out for just trying to use my past against me. She, every week, she just talks about what her business did last year or what her business was doing in the previous years. And I'm like, it's just not relevant to you anymore. Like we can use it. We can evaluate it, but she has those numbers. Now it's time to decide what is done in the future and then get to collecting failures. She knows how to do that, but that's the more uncomfortable stuff, right? So it's okay if your brain's freaking out, it's totally normal. She's just gotta be on to ourselves so that we can cut it out and get back to the part that is uncomfortable, the failure collection, right? Cause that's where the results start to trickle in. 
Now, the road to your future often requires you to drop everything, to drop every tool in your arsenal and pick up new ones from scratch. And I'm going to give you some examples for us to close out. So, you know, like, what does that look like? So Erica in happening sessions, when she came in, she wanted to get really, really clean about her numbers and her back end as she's done more hiring this year. And she wants to be more profitable. Uh, and she was using a system called profit first, which I actually think is a very good business models. I don't disagree with it. It's just that I teach you need a budget and you need a budget is a much more hands-on meticulous budgeting way that allows you to make big decisions and small decisions yourself without passing it all off to a bookkeeper. I still also use a bookkeeper, but I think foundationally it's, it's the way that I teach, right? And Profit First had helped her get to where she was. She was still kind of trying to hold on to both. And I just said, like, holding on to both is not working. What do you want to do? Which do you want to, in your future self, did she use YNAB this year to get to that result that we're working towards? Or did she use Profit First? And just she just disregard the YNAB section of what I teach in, ha- in happening sessions. And she was like, well, when you ask it like that, I think, I need to drop profit first and I just need to go all in with wine up. And I was like, okay, great. And it it was easy once she was thinking about it from her future, but her brain was like, but you spent all this time working on profit first. You set up all these different accounts. And I was like, yeah, just cancel the accounts, just transfer them all into one. And we're just going to build from here. Right. And it was like, I could feel her like have this sense of relief of like, oh, okay, I don't have to feel bad that I set all of this up and that I did all of this. It worked for her up until she found me. Now she has me. She doesn't need that shit anymore, right? It's awesome. So another example is letting go of an employee. Sometimes like something like we like the employee or they served us to a certain purpose, but then we grow and the responsibilities that we need them for have outgrown what the person can do or the results aren't there, whatever it is. It's like, it's, we get to decide, is this person a part of our team that builds us to the future that we're going to? Yes or no. And if the answer is no, then we get to love them and love what they provided for our past and not make it mean anything that they're just not the equation. They're not a part of the equation for the future. Another example is going from one-on-one to group. If you have some sort of coaching business, like I do, when I was one-on-one, things were just working really well. I got to a max wait list. I could have stayed there for a whole nother year. I could have continued to raise my prices. I know coaches that raise their prices up to 25K to work with them. I was at 10K before I decided I wanted to go to group. But for me, I looked at the future and I had to say, hey, is my future goal just scaling money or is it scaling time too? And I knew for me with having a baby and with where I was at just in general that I was willing and with my lifestyle, I hadn't like overextended myself in any way. I was like, you know what? I'm really willing to slow down or just hit a maintenance year on my money in order to scale my time. And because I approached it from the future, that was easier instead of being like, okay, I have a system that works. I built it. I spent a really long time on it. What should I do now? Right. 
that would be a harder a harder path towards your future when you're trying to include the past in it, right? It's like, we can't all fit through this, this funnel here in our brain. So then finally, another example is changing your funnel from being more sales-based. So if you have consults to booking clients or you are one-on-one selling people into buying from into more of a funnel-based Uh, sales process. So whether it's high quality copy or whether it's an email funnel or Facebook ads or something like that, like when you're building from your past, what worked for you to get you here is not necessarily going to get you there. So sometimes we just need to drop everything that's working and your brain doesn't like that either. Cause it's like, what are you doing? This works. And it's like, yeah, but it doesn't work for our future because we are growing. We care about growing. And the part of your brain that's trying to protect you doesn't care about growth. It cares about survival. The part that cares about growth is the part that's making decisions 24 hours in advance, your prefrontal cortex. So we want to access that as much as possible. And we do all of that within the specific ways we approach it in the worksheets in happening sessions. But I needed to give you guys this information. It became apparent to me that you all needed it very suddenly in the middle of the night, but I hope that this was eye-opening for you. I hope that you are able to see that planning and dreaming is still a way for you to safely disconnect from your future and living there feels different. You can feel it in your bones all of a sudden, right? So I'm offering this to you. And if you are intrigued by this and you want to apply it, this is the perfect time. Happening sessions, enrollment for September starts June 1st and closes June 3rd. You don't want to miss out on it because technically then the next time you're saying you're available to work together probably won't be for almost another full year until March, when I will be opening the doors to work with people again. Now is the time. I was just writing some, some posts that are going to, you're getting a sneak peek maybe of the post that's going to go up soon, but it's like, there's no rush. There's plenty of time, but also what are you waiting for? And I want to leave you with that because there's, there's no rush and there's plenty of time, but also like there's no better time than now. What are you waiting for? All right, you guys have a beautiful weekend. Hey, hapsters. If you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to what's happening.com forward slash podcast. That's what's happening. W H A T S H A P P Y N I N G.com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, what are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening W Jess. Again, that's happy H A P P Y N I N G and book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step.